0: let's all go to the kitchen let's all go to the doggy. hello everyone and welcome to the downloadable concept podcast Your hosts, a level 72 Tyrant Munchlax, Fox Lee the Regretful.
1: Sorry, that was my phone going off.
0: (laughs) A level 57 Tyrant Wordmonger, Talon Lee the Kinesthetic. I'm moist. And a level 69 Tyrant Eyebrow, Jeb Wrench the Waggling. Hey Jeb. Yeah. Uh,
2: What have you been playing in the world of video games this week?
0: Have I been playing any games this week? I played a little bit of Smash Brothers on the Wii U.
1: (gasps) He's more current than me now.
0: No, I'm not. You have Hyrule Warriors, the Hyrule Warriors (laughs) thing.
1: But I have no Smash Brothers from this generation. I don't really have anyone to play it with anymore, and online play of an action based combat game is a good way to make me destroy pieces of my house. (laughs) Because our internet connection is all like, lol!
2: And, and let's face it, you're um, you're a poor loser.
1: Oh yeah, okay. I, have I mentioned this on the podcast before? I don't. I don't, think don't you play have. a lot of competitive games, <laughs> and the reason for that is that I'm not a very good winner, and I'm a horrible loser.
2: Yeah. <laughs> when we were dating, uh, we played each other in Soul Calibur once.
1: We had to stop,
2: and that was 12 years ago. And then we were like, yeah, no, no, okay, we're done. That's all. <laughs> we don't need to do this anymore. <laughs>
1: What a good thing Pokemon Stadium comes with a computerized opponent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, Smash Brothers on your Wii U. Yeah.
1: I got a Wii U and it's a thing. That's pretty cool. Woo.
0: Mostly I've woo. used it to watch YouTube uh, and Twitch. That's
1: my shortening of Wii U, you see. It's got too many syllables. I've deleted one and thus it is the Woo! I,
0: I believe that my my console came with Mario Kart eight installed and I haven't played it. <laughs>
1: And that's almost as good as mine coming with Splatoon and me not having undone the shrink wrap. <laughs> I
0: wanted to, you're, I wanted to pick up uh, Blade Chronicles X today, but it didn't get shipped to this town. So, yo,
2: you're, oh, you're just the worst brand ambassadors. <laughs>
1: I will tell anyone who will listen that they should definitely, definitely buy Hyrule Warriors. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: haven't bought Hyrule Warriors yet.
1: So now I'm torn because the 3DS Hyrule Warriors is going to have Tetra. Tetra is great.
0: Ooh. Should I buy Hyrule Warriors? Obviously. (laughs) I figured I'd ask for the professional opinion.
1: My professional opinion as a professional liker of Zelda games and things where you mash buttons to do ridiculous attacks, yes. It's Dynasty Warriors without the bad acting, and I am all about that.
2: It's got its own bad acting, don't, you know. No, they
1: don't. They're, they're not voiced. They're not voiced. It's so good they're not voiced.
2: So Yay. it's just the pantomime of, of what's-her-name hula-hooping.
1: Oh, <laughs> terrible Mary Sue OC character, yes. Mm. This is my original character. Please do not steal. Hi, worry Marius is, is uh, a little bit like Ken Pender's Zelda. Ryan Trail. Ryan Trail is basically
0: Oregon Trail, but you're Star Trek. <laughs> and my captain was a bear.
1: <laughs> and I named Hell him yeah. a goddamn bear. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Cap- Captain's log. Because I'm a bear. Yeah, Ryan Trail is good and funny. I I ran into a space hippie, and then I he tried to sh- to... To shower my ship with beams of, of love and peace. Whoa. And a goddamn bear wasn't having any of that, so he <laughs> beat up the hippie and took his weed.
2: Nice.
0: <laughs> Orion oh, I... Trail game of the year.
1: Hey, Fox,
2: what video games have you been playing this week? I'm
1: money into, into Sorry? I may have put money into Nintendo Badge Arcade. Oh, no. <laughs> it sucks. Just a little bit. Nice. Ah! a little bit. Just a little taste. Just a little taste, boss. Just a taste. Just
0: a It was, it was oh, for Rosalina.
2: Your your weakness for... No, for
1: uh... no. My secret shade. <laughs> I like the pretty green princess.
2: Oh, It's okay, honey.
0: You're allowed to like video You're games. You're allowed to like one pretty princess. That's the budget.
1: Yeah. It's true, but oh, I can't believe I put money into that stupid guy. <laughs> No,
0: (laughs) there's so many people I know who's I I, who've been tweeting. It's like I put money in (laughs) in banjo (laughs) game. It's the reason I haven't downloaded it. There seems to be just this edge of shame. It's very good
2: at convincing you.
1: You remember how I mentioned that it's not just the the claw catcher machines aren't just big trays full of things and you have to pick them up one by one. A lot of them are designed so there's like a cascade effect or whatever. Um, yeah, you, you tend to get that. Like when you load up the badge catchers, the badges will drop into place and like one of them will fall into the slot just just because of the physics. It's like a free one. <laughs> as soon as you get something out of the machine.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. And then you'd be like, well, I pulled one badge out of this machine, but now I can see how this is sitting on an angle that if I just poke it, they're all going to fall into the <laughs> slot. They're all going to fall. Then I'll have the mold. Then I'll have the chomp. The giant chomp. Oh, God.
0: You can get a giant chomp, you say? <laughs> oh, no.
1: Jeb, stay good. Stay good. Which, by the way, uh, uh, the the listener who works for Nintendo, because obviously there's one of you out there, we are that important. Uh Where the fuck is my chomp plush? Yeah, no I, kidding. I can buy a Goomba. I can buy a Thwomp. I can buy every different Koopa friggin' para-ghost rubbish trooper. I can buy every member of the Mario cast in a stupid cat suit. Where the fuck is my chomp? And and by the way, really good quality
2: plush. I know! I mean, there's I nothing really with the surprising
0: thwomp with thwomp plush, let be honest. Yeah, That's
2: a pretty you know, good chomp. No, all of
1: those things are great, but I want my chomp.
2: I kind of wonder if the thwomp plush could be stitched so that it has a small weight in it, so you can actually chuck it decently. So you can actually hit <laughs> people with it. Well, part, of your of Bowser, part of your
0: Bowser cosplay.
1: Because <laughs> even better than
0: that, if you're going to do a Bowser cosplay, is you have a plush Mario to throw.
1: What you'd want with the Thwomp is to put a magnet in it, but not a super strong one, and then stick it on your fridge. An electromagnet. Then when anyone <laughs> opens the door too quickly, it goes...
0: <laughs> Just a little, elect- a little remote-controlled electromagnet that you can turn the magnet on and off with. Whenever what someone goes you near it, have- he's a present. <laughs>
1: If you have vertically sliding windows, like our back window, you could just pin it to the window.
0: (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) Love it.
1: Anyway, um, also, uh, (laughs) pursuant to our earlier discussion, re-Ken Penders, uh, we spent most of the day at a library recently because there was a scheduled power outage on our street. So I read some Sonic the Hedgehog comics. (laughs) Like so this the is the current this, this ones.
0: Is, this is the this is the new topic for today. We're just ignoring what Talon said, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're talking because I of...
0: did in fact play Sonic today when I played Smash Brothers. Oh no! Oh, God <laughs> damn it! Let me tell you, he's got to go fast. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I was I was just gonna say um, that that they've proved astonishingly important. <laughs> I don't really know what to make of it. I mean, there's still the traces of the totally just ridiculous baggage of the era that I was reading them. But the arc of the comics was basically, they started off being Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog with just silly gag stuff and pretty scribbly drawings. Then they moved into being the Saturday AM show, which was fairly serious, and they had all the American characters, and they, you know, did some mysticism plots, and it got a bit rubbish. And then they exploded into the, you know, let's be a Western comic.
0: Then they exploded the world, and then...
1: (laughs) You know, alternate freaking timelines everywhere, and furry romance drama, and and that was the era where it totally got out of control, and, and there was Ken Penders, and there was Knuckles, and his million relatives... And then at some point they seem to have just sort of gone, okay, let's fire all the artists who can't draw <laughs> let's I ignore that that all the was... stupid plot threads That we can't do anything with anymore And let's just write a book That's like about Sonic and his cool friends Fighting robots and stuff
2: That would I require did. Sonic to have cool friends
1: He does, your boy Knuckles <laughs> Some of them are cool I
2: thought Knuckles was invented by Ken Penders. <laughs>
0: Knuckles and your boy Knuckles Are two different things, you see
2: Oh, I see
0: <laughs>
1: Girl Knuckles was invented by Ken Penders, And Cyclops Knuckles <laughs> and Cyborg and Knuckles Purple Knuckles Gay Knuckles uh, Tribal Knuckles <laughs> <laughs> Knuckle yep. Tat Knuckles Terminator Knuckles
2: As for me, as far as playing of the video games go Since no one wanted to play uh, <laughs>
1: I-, I did what? That My shame in Nintendo Badge Arcade Is the only gaming I have to offer this week <laughs> Alright? <laughs> Go away and shut up. I what was, was I supposed by... to say? I
0: bought a Wii U and then I played a little Smash Brothers. That's all my week was. I played a
2: bit of a couple of games this week, but one of the games I played was a gift from a friend, and it's called Downwell. And <coughs> Never heard of it freaking gorgeous it's you know three colors I think everything is a red pixel a white pixel or a black pixel um it, it is it is a teeth grindingly hard to play perfectly it's still tricky to play well
1: oh I saw you playing this this is the one that was like the opposite of those top-down shooters where you're yeah. like flying towards the top of the screen for the whole game but you're falling from the top of the screen trying not to land on anything that instantly kills with you. gun yeah, boots
2: yeah you're an intrepid hero tumbling down a well with nothing but your gun boots to save <laughs> you and that's a sentence that i can't believe that we now have three games with gun boots as a central mechanic that's ridiculous what's
1: the third bayonetta 2 oh that d- sequels don't count <laughs> uh
0: smash brothers oh yeah because of samus who's totally no, not taking, that didn't who is happen. totally not taking the intended place of bayonetta we swear I really have a suspicion
2: that like, just before they move on to the next version of Smash, there'll be this suspicious patch and Samus, the first time you load her up, she's gonna take off the blonde hair and it's gonna reveal this as a wig and it was, I was Bayonetta all along darling.
1: Okay, that would be legitimately great.
2: <laughs> uh, the other game I've played is a game called Disorder, which admittedly I did pick up only because it was like 45 cents during a Steam sale <laughs> and it was a puzzle platformer and it looked kind of cool and it had a reasonably small download size mm-hmm. uh it was made by screw attack games so i don't know if it's actually associated with the screw attack media website and the the game itself is not an uncommon thing to see an indie game in that it's a it's a quirky puzzle platformer which focuses around um themes of mental distress um but the thing that really struck me about this game is it opens with a content warning? Huh? Just just one just one screen comes up and says this game features references to or intimations of these things that aren't nice. It lists them specifically. I'm just glossing over them. And if you find yourself uncomfortable with any of these, feel free to not play. Um, you should stop playing when you're not when you're not um, engaged anymore. And I thought that was really nice. And it was what ten seconds of art assets to generate, and it made it made something about that game stand out in my mind, which I thought was really cool.
1: What are you saying, Talon? Surely it ruined your entire experience because you can't possibly retain the elements of surprise and good storytelling if you were warned in advance that some bad shit might be in the game.
0: Hmm. Good points.
2: It's just respect for players has been kicking around in my head a lot lately, what with card games and... uh and board games and just like being willing to tell people ahead of time and having respect for the players who aren't going to be bothered to say "Look, you, you can deal with knowing I think that's kind of cool
1: on that note I find it interesting that one of the reasons you gave for picking it up was that it was a small download I mean that is also a player respect issue there are some games which are you know we it's not like we can't get them but it's going to take several days mm. to access their content after yeah. we decide to purchase them y-
0: y'all can't just download and install it. An eight gig game just to idle for Steam cards, like some people. do. <laughs> <laughs> shall remain nameless, and I... certainly not in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I also,
2: uh, I also played a bit more of Life is Strange. Oh yeah. And this, this is going to sound like a really weird comparison, I suspect, but um, someone compared Undertale to um, a bunch of crap monsters living in a melancholy world. And you know, that was a selling point. They're not trying to diss on Undertale. <laughs> is
1: crap monster one word in that sentence? Because I love that. I can't? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um,
2: <laughs> but it, it occurred to me as I'm playing Life is Strange is this, is this is a game about crap heroes in a melancholy world. Like, everyone in this story is very much a person who is central to their own narrative. I, I didn't get the impression. Like, okay, Max is the only one who can like mess around with time but for the most part every single character projects the feeling that they are very much central to their own time, to their own story. Uh, But the world itself has just got this kind of slowly winding down melancholy helplessness which I thought was really interesting Mm. because it doesn't visually signpost that much. It's really pretty looking.
1: Yeah I didn't, I mean winding down yes but I didn't get so much of a melancholy sense off of it. More Mm. of a wistful one really. Possibly. When
0: they introduced the game to you with that big gas tornado true it kind of sets the tone though to be fair I mean, for me true. i didn't see that bit
2: though to be fair for me uh, it's more that the game was introduced by three months of all my friends talking about it <laughs> Still, it's, it's definitely, um, I, I'm really glad I'm playing it. I, I doubt that there will be something this game can do that will make me not like it.
1: He also left it turned on How on much his PC you one played? night while he was remote playing it from the bedroom. <laughs> and I'm going, where is that music coming from? Am I haunted? <laughs> Suddenly Ghost your house is an, indie,
0: is an indie movie. <laughs> <laughs> How much have you played so far?
2: I believe I am close to the end of the second chapter.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, so you still have time for the game to do something that might make you not like it. That's true,
2: and, and and to be fair, this is this is this is getting to be to me the the legacy of Don't Nod in that they will routinely try and do things with themes that mean something
0: to me and then bugger them up. But I oh, don't. I'm just saying there's a chance because of a thing that happens in chapter three that I could see how it could make people not like it.
2: Yeah, uh, I I have I have whiffs of what that is, and anyway. Uh, uh, but, like, they made they made remember, remember Me. And Remember Me tries to be this big, expansive, interesting science fiction story with stealth sections and this interesting puzzle mechanic of manipulating people's memories and while telling a story about loss of identity, memory as a determinant of personality, that kind of stuff. Which it just completely fails to handle well. It's just, it's not as smart as it thinks it is. But I don't get the feeling of cynicism that I do off a lot of people who handle those things badly. It really feels like this was written by an author Who didn't realize that they'd messed up Rather than this was constructed by committees That didn't care
0: Speaking of not as smart as they think it is Apparently Double Fine is, kick-started or is doing a fundraiser For uh, Psychonauts 2
2: Yeah
1: Oh, good for them.
2: I look forward to buying it when it's on sale a year after it's made. Well, f- for me, as a fan of Psychonauts 1, I don't... I, I, Tim Schafer can't get me excited anymore, all <laughs> right? Tim Schafer has a, has a history of games. We can look at that history of games, and I can look at them, and I can see the high points of his creative output, to me, were not instances where he had sole creative control. They were not instances where it was a Tim Schafer production by Tim Schafer. They were often incidentally great. He, he added a wonderful surrealness or a juxtaposition position of a great idea but he wasn't the core driving soul of it so when they're selling it as it's psychonauts 2 the next tim schafer game by tim schafer let's look at double fine it'll probably be quite good but i'm not going to get excited for it and i'm saying that as a fan of psychonauts i'm saying that as someone who wanted more psychonauts
0: it will be an aesthetically interesting game that has (laughs) some ambitious ideas but kind of plays it safe and doesn't quite get there you have that written on a card, don't you? It makes my job really easy when I have to review a Double Fine game.
2: Mm. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, ba- basically, I I look forward to the post hype Psychonauts too, but I'm not going to pay to crowdfund it, and
1: yeah, for sure,
2: I I don't expect to get excited for it.
0: I'm someone who's bought Psychonauts four times. I'm not going to buy Psychonauts two at full price. I think I've given them my share of money.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I bought Psychonauts about 18 times now, which I know sounds ridiculous. But how like, many of those were for other people? Yeah, 17 of them.
0: Yeah. See, I bought it four times for me.
2: Nice. <laughs> it's really weird too, because like the other the other Tim Schafer game that stands out, like the other one of his games that's my favorite is Full, full Throttle. Throttle. And, and Full Throttle also has that say, exact same thing of some ambitious ideas that it fails to follow through on. It's the Double Fine game from pre-Double Fine era. It's
0: the primeval Double Fine game. Mm.
2: And it has Maureen Corley in it, who is rad. But <laughs> anyway, you were talking about Life is Strange. Yeah, well, you know, just that, just that I fully Speaking of but... aesthetically interesting,
0: <laughs> that has some ambitious ideas that... <laughs>
1: Here's something I found interesting about Life is Strange, now that I've actually seen it rather than just heard it talked about. I feel so much like everyone in that game was supposed to be in high school in the original script (laughs) and they just sort of bumped up the ages because they were like, "Eh, I don't know if we can really do this with 14-year-olds. But I swear to God, everything in that game rings so true for teenagers and not 18 year olds.
0: Well, uh, someone that I follow on Twitter, like just as people were complaining about the the, the look and everything and the, and the, you know, like the way the dorm rooms are out and the way that the, the people in the college talk. Uh, mostly people who are out of college now, uh, but this mm-hmm. person happens to be in college. Like, no, this is pretty accurate.
2: Yeah. I know a 17-year-old girl who was commenting that life is strange looks like what she wants to look like, so that's it on both sides, really. The other thing is that... I,
0: I, I have a suspicion that we, as people who are beyond, generally speaking, beyond college-aged... <laughs> I'm in college! You know what I mean, though. Yes. I think, well, we, it's a oh, different I think we I think we over I think we overestimate how mature we were at 19, 20 years old. I think we were all meme-loving shits at the fucking time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Memes weren't a thing yet.
0: Yes they were. You I
1: just mean, didn't
2: have a name for them.
1: That's what I mean though. Part of what, part of how memes work these days is that people are aware of them. I mean, not had necessarily memes as in ideas, but memes as in things that you call memes. We
0: had <clears throat> ZomboCom and You're the Mandow Dog. And
2: I got to watch a teacher pull up hamster dance on a school And computer. hamster dance.
1: Okay, maybe it's just my school <coughs> then. <laughs>
2: I, I would never think to use my schooling as a typical example for anybody. <laughs> we also had, like, but also... my university
0: had its own little in-jokes and in-concepts that still fall under that category. And now it's time for Retro Gaming News. All the news that's fit to print for the month of December, 2010.
1: Brought to you by Nazi super science, and her yellow super science just isn't evil enough.
2: So, December 2010, we're finally out of November's, which is where the bulk of the big uh, cloud of games came. Um, Just for an example, if I had chosen 2014 as our year, it would have featured 106 games.
1: (laughs) All right.
0: None of which I played.
2: Yeah.
1: Mega edition of Retro Gaming News. I'm kidding
0: because I'm pretty sure that's when Dragon Age Inquisition came out.
2: Yes, that was one of them. Uh, and is for what is just
1: me and Jeb name video games until we fill out a list. Uh,
2: for what it's worth, uh, 2000... We, we will be doing some shows which just bumper retro gaming news, <laughs> but that's for years like 1999 and 2006, and these moments of, oh, wow, Everything that all happened in up. one year?
1: I kind of thought we'd already done 1999. No fair enough
2: 1999 is like this basically we have this box in the DLC offices with (laughs) in case of absence of topic break glass and in there is 1999's retro gaming news 1999
0: (laughs) we can make it a full episode on
2: yeah just it's that deep it's that deep it's great alright but in addition to a couple of indie titles there was some interesting stuff that came out in December usually a December release indicates that we wanted to get this out in November but we didn't want to get our heads kicked in by the big releases or <laughs> I am such a great big release I can come out whenever I want and eat all the pies. So, or
1: this game is trash but people might buy it for children for Christmas when they don't know any better?
2: It's true. I'm not actually putting in much of the genuine shovelware. Like you nah. don't you, you don't need the Elf Bowling movie game.
1: <laughs> but am I right in guessing that that's the other category of games that would yeah. release in December? Yeah,
2: yeah, Gen- genuine uh, shovelware, which Honestly, it's, it's usually not that interesting so I don't bother talking about it. There's Part of the point of retro gaming news is looking back on things and going sure, either, sure. wow, that happened or, wow, that was actually quite good. Um, like the Rankin-Bass game. Like, there's a week. Anyway. <laughs>
1: but on the other hand, Imagine Figure Skating, we're going to go like, well, that's a game. Yep. Some
2: people probably like it. So, we have a video game full of southern stereotypes. We have a game that was not expected to be a successful franchise.
1: Is it? Wait, no. That couldn't be right.
2: We have a video game primarily selling itself as a first person shooter? Postal 2 got a release? No, not Postal 2. Postal 3? No. <laughs> no, not a, not a postal game. Um, it's much more mathy and Diablo like than it purports to be.
1: Full of southern stereotypes.
2: Southern stereotypes. Southern
1: like us, Southern? No. Southern like, like southern. what America thinks Sa- yeah. is Southern.
2: Hicks and hillbillies. Right. And, you know. I haven't
1: the faintest idea.
2: Little people and really big, heavy people and, you know, ha, look at them. They're funny. Mm. Uh, lots of people wearing hockey masks. Oh, is this, this is Tales from the Borderlands. This is the first release. Police of Borderlands in 2010. For some
0: reason, I was thinking 2014.
2: Because I mentioned 2014, that is entirely my fault. I apologize. But no, it Borderlands was Borderlands
1: full of southern stereotypes.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're basically fighting... Um, well, you're fighting the cast of slasher movies, for the most part, so it's all leatherface Texans.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah, uh... Sorry, I, Borderlands isn't something I can muster up any kind of energy to hate, but it's mm. not something I care about, so... I can definitely... Sort of se- on my periphery.
2: I can definitely respect the can't-be-bothered-to-hate-it can't, can't be bothered to hate it <laughs> kind of stance.
1: I guess I appreciate that it's not trying to be hyper-realistic visuals.
2: Yeah, and it has led to some truly amazing cosplays, just because of the people using <laughs> makeup to emulate the cell shade that's
1: uh, true yeah
2: but for the most part it's just kind of gross and really dull and grindy but hey it's a co-op game so if you've got friends who you like chances are you'll
0: have a lot of fun with it because you like hanging out with your friends Yeah,
1: good friends will improve almost any game where they're allowed in
0: If you have a friend, instead of playing Borderlands, you can play Clandestine. Yes,
1: Clandestine's really good. Number of things with friends.
0: Yeah, but I'm just trying to sell copies of Clandestine.
2: Yeah, good point. Clandestine Clandestine is easily the coolest 90s theme game I've played this year.
1: Hyrule Warriors. Who has a Wii U? Us. Good point. Everyone now on this podcast. (laughs) All
2: Uh... right, we have a tie-in for a Disney movie. Uh, Let it go. uh,
1: 2012.
2: No, uh, this is 2010. 2010, and it's not Frozen, and it's not animated. Well, it's. Sort of Not animated It has heavy use Of computer graphics All of them
1: (laughs) I I was gonna say It was one of the Horrible high school Musical
2: games (laughs) That would be great
1: I don't think They have a lot of CG
2: No Parts of the
0: Caribbean 2 Snake's Revenge No but it is a (laughs) sequel
2: on the other hand, the gap in time between the original movie and the sequel is rather prodigious. Uh oh, is this um Fantasia Two Snake's Revenge? No. Oh. No, sadly not. No, that not... was in two thousand. No, that Fantate not not Fantasia two thousand. No, this is the Tron Legacy game. Oh. oh,
1: right. Of course that was one of those.
2: Which, yeah. according to its lead comment on Metacritic, is a game that exists. That exists. Wait, We're really? <laughs> Next up, we have a game that came out on the iOS, which was meant to revolutionize the marketplace because it was really high-quality graphics, um, and the people uh, were surprised uh, this kind of game could happen. Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck. I... It was God definitely it. out of type with the existing types of games that were getting made on, oh. on the platform. Uh, it had multiple sequels, and when the most recent sequel came out, the developers released the source code for the first two games
1: and a third game they never made. Wait, so it is Infinity Blade? It's Infinity, Infinity Blade. Blade, yeah. Wow, I thought that was older than that. 2010. That's
0: five years ago.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say, the only game I really remember getting that kind of reception was Infinity Blade, but that can't be it. It's not the right timing. I just couldn't yeah. remember the uh, fucking I name. It is.
0: <laughs> I kept wanting to say Insanity's Blade, because that's in my Steam library, but no,
1: that's not it. <laughs> It is at least something, like, interesting and different and actually works well with a touchscreen interface, so I gotta give it credit for that.
2: Alright, now we have a re-release of a game that generally shows up in best game of all time lists. It came out on... Shadow of the Class HD? No! Is it Ocarina 3D? No. Older than both of those. Ooh. In fact, the game, it's a 2D game. It, I think it's technically a compilation of 2D games. And it did come out because you both guessed more or less correctly. Uh, it did come out on the Wii.
1: <laughs> on the Wii? Neither of us guessed a Wii title, did
2: we? No, but you did guess. Oh, wait, no, it's just you who guessed a Nintendo title. <laughs> Not Jeb. Jeb doesn't get that hint. Jeb can't know that. I didn't
0: hear that hint, so I was thinking will just... kind of Mario League. Mega but Man you said compilation. collection? Is it Super Mario Ooh. All-Stars?
2: It's Super Mario All-Stars.
1: Is that a compilation? I yeah.
0: think. There's like multiple games in it? Yeah, oh, it's the okay. first four Mario games. Yep. Oh,
1: wow, okay. No, I, I thought that was... Sorry, the, the first your, like, five Mario one. games. That's a lot of no,
0: games. No, four. Because Super Mario World is not it. It's Super Mario 1, 2, 2, and 3.
2: Initial release of the game was July 14, 1993. Its re-release was in December 2, 2010. Which means that game, when it was re-released, was four months away from being able to vote.
0: <laughs> By the way, literally all of those games are good except for the Super Mario Brothers the Lost Levels.
2: Next up we have a game, and I think this one's going to mostly stick out to Jeb because of the peculiarities about its distribution distribution but it's a franchise game Manhunt. that was released in December 2010 and now you can't buy it anymore
1: X-Men Ooh. Destiny Um yeah it's X-Men <laughs> Damn, I was going to say, is this because the company did a very bad thing? And then went, no, you did the bad thing. And then they got punched. No, it's hilariously, get this, this is
2: X, X, X-Men X Age of Apocalypse oh. by Silicon Knights is not the only game this happened to. This is also X-Men, the side scrolling 'em up that was originally on arcades, released oh. by Konami in 1992, hmm. where they had a contract negotiated to sell the game on online arcades and, I believe, the PlayStation Network as well. Mm-hmm. And- And, uh, that contract didn't have a continuation clause, which means that in 2014, it just disappeared. January 1st, 2014, the whole thing just booped off the store, and now you can't buy it.
1: You know what we should have had? Whereas my fucking platinum games X Men Evolution tie-in.
2: That would be really cool.
1: Evolution was hella rad.
2: But as it turns out, Konami aren't really very interested in negotiating with people about markets and brands and making video games right now. So they just kind of ignored it.
1: <laughs> I understand Konami pretty much just don't give a shit.
2: So yeah, it took two years since the dis- since the cutoff date, and Konami have apparently done nothing to talk to the people who own the brand of X Men. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. I-, I think they've demonstrated their level of giving fucks right now (laughs) and really you know of all the things that people are going to be upset at Konami for this isn't going to be one of them
2: alright well while we're talking about console titles that are technically re-releases because we're doing a lot of that this week we have kind of like one of the venerable giants of the action RPG genre
0: a uh, console title?
2: Originally a console title? Yep. Uh first release was in August 1993
1: on the SNES. We talking like Metroidvania type action RPG? Not not we a Metroidvania. Like a Zelda?
2: Uh not a Zelda, but the playstyle was reminiscent of uh, the Zelda at the time, but it's more mathy with more levels, like uh, more characters East? to manage. Uh not yeast but
0: or, uh, Secret of thingamabob.
2: In Oh, fact,
1: Secret of a Thing, yeah. Yes,
2: in fact it is Secret of Thing if Thing is mana.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, December twenty
2: ten
0: player mode? Yes
2: indeed it okay. was.
0: What see, the I've reason... never played any like Super Nintendo games when they were new, so it's like it's like <laughs> I remember seeing an ad for this Nintendo Power. Nice.
1: For what it's worth, the reason I was hesitating and I said secret of a thing is because I was thinking that mana was the word that changed as opposed to secret. Because, mm-hmm. of course, there's secret and legend.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but no, Secret of Mana uh, came out in December 2010 and Fox and a friend got it a little while after that and... Oh, this was the Virtual Console release. Yes, the Virtual Console right. release. Which was... I, I played a little bit of that with them as well. It's a really good game. <laughs>
1: It's, um, yeah, but playing it with someone who's already solved the puzzle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, it was, broadly speaking, very fun, and I'm still glad I played it with him. But there was definitely a point where it was like, okay, we're going to take the third character and go and grind their spells until they cap out this, this, and this, because we're really going to want those. Nerds. (laughs) He's a super nerd who had already, uh, who already knew the optimal path through this game. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
2: Penultimately, we have... <laughs> Fancy. As is appropriate to a day when we learned that Telltale Games are picking up yet another license to release games for. Eh?
1: What's this? Uh,
2: Telltale picked up Batman this week. Fuck!
1: Okay, let's see. <laughs> I'm honestly very interested.
2: I didn't think they could make me care about The Walking Dead. Maybe they can make me care about Batman. No. But this is... <laughs> this is an old franchise. Uh... Nonetheless, yeah, I was going to say, nonetheless, came up a bunch this year. But yes, it's Back to the Future. <laughs> yes, uh, Back to the Future, which is one of the earliest Telltale episodic games. It's, it's, it exists. It's a game. I that didn't
1: exists. know they made any new stuff for Back to the Future.
2: No, yeah, they they, they um, this year huh. Back to the Future came up because this is the year Marty McFly went to.
1: No, no, that that I know about. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that Telltale had made any Back to the Future games. I thought the Back to the Future games in your Steam library were the old ones. <laughs> nope. Right, then. Which are evidently kind of amazing
2: And now our final release in December 2010 And you might have noticed all the stuff we've talked about Has been very very low key It's all been indie releases Or virtual console releases Nothing super major And that's when Halo 3 <laughs> No bigger mm. An MMO expansion launched in December oh,
1: 2010
2: crest cataclysm um, World of Warcraft Cataclysm and every developer with a wit of sense.
0: Stay the
1: in, fuck in away. The
2: sh- yep. Stay home. Do not look <laughs> at the sky
1: aren't they uh, aren't they saying they're gonna do this every year now
2: what stay home and not look at the
0: sky
1: no make a wow expansion yeah doesn't that just mean that there's gonna be a month which is wow month not it's claimed it and you have to stay the fuck away it depends
0: on if this one you know does better than the last one
2: yeah oh, yeah true wow is currently on a downward arc and don't get me wrong when you're looking at a downward arc from a plateau of 11 million people
1: yeah you look wow going on a downward arc is probably the healthiest possible thing for MMOs in general at this point
2: yeah and and all games, all MMOs have a plateau point And WoW may finally have hit theirs uh, And like their plateau point is like 9 million people It's still yeah, tons gonna... and tons of humans I've, I've
0: heard that the new expansion so far looks pretty good The new
2: expansion lets you turn into a bear that's on fire I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm kind of there
0: for that <laughs> They brought um, some A fixed... game with some of this stuff
2: we have broached the topic of MMOs with cataclysm. And given that it is now... segue. <gasps> Segway!
1: Segway. <laughs> Yeah, you sneaky bastard! You segued, and we didn't even notice. I think yeah, we, we called it, did, which is why you we are noticed now
2: jumping up and down on the the point. Um, <laughs>
1: oh, you wanted to have like a smooth transition, like a seamless shift from one thing to another, so you wouldn't have to like do a big messy. Pointed out that we're shifting topics now. <laughs> we've done this for a, we've done, <laughs>
0: done this for a year. <laughs> you should know better. I will turn this podcast <laughs> around. <laughs>
1: My role on this podcast is the verbal equivalent of just being outside playing in the mud.
2: (laughs) Still. Three years ago this week, City of Heroes shut down. Um, The listener asked us last week when we put out questions if there was anything we had to say about MMOs playing them and engaging with them and how that's different to handling and playing conventional games. And given the importance of the date to Fox and myself,
0: I figured we probably should do that.
1: Well, now now it all got really serious. Yeah. Um, Motherfucker yeah
0: well i like beating up i like beating up mobs in final fantasy 14 nice there like it's not serious too, anymore
1: but i like it better when there's like 16 of them <laughs> because i'm a walking fireball
2: it's true city, city of heroes more than most video games gave you an impression of scope your character was basically a walking truck
0: in uh, Cataclysm, they were. I think it's when they added the uh, kind of like the Mook enemies in World Warcraft. Yeah, Gamecraft. they were good. That yeah. was that was fun. It's like, oh, here's a half dozen guys, but they're half as powerful as normal ones at your their level. So you can just use an AOE and murder them all. Yeah
1: that sort of felt similar, but you know, for contrast, Talon, why don't you tell us about your favorite task in City of Heroes, which ties back to our retro gaming news sponsor.
2: It's true. In City of Heroes, one of the things they had going for them was a view towards repeatable content, which meant that there were all these plot arcs and whatnot you could do, but when they wanted to let you go back and redo content, they introduced this area called Ouroboros, which was a little time bubble kind of place where you could go back in time and do Old content in the same way that comic books tend to handle time. You know, a sort of wibbly wobbly mass. And introducing this, they also wanted to make some extra content to give Oroboros a bit more of a feeling of existing in the universe. And one of the things they introduced was a historical plotline where you could go back in time to the point where the fifth column, a Nazi super soldier supergroup, was taken over by the council, a fascist super soldier supergroup. <laughs> There's a very
1: specific difference.
2: And the way that they facilitated this difference was, at some point, someone broke into a major event and beat up the leaders of the fifth column. Which, at the time, before we had this plot arc, we just assumed it was like, yeah, one fight with three critters. Turns out that no. If you go back and do this arc, which was called the fifth column overthrow...
1: Full of the fifth column. Also
2: full of the fifth column. I'm not entirely sure which. It's it's been three years. I haven't
1: Yeah, fair point. Um
2: but if you went in to do the fifth column overthrow, you'd walk into the room and the mission objective would be up the top, which says defeat Requiem, Siege, Maestro, comma two hundred plus fifth <laughs> column. And what ensued was an almighty bun fight with you pounding the snot out of like three super Nazis as a hundred Nazis flowed into the room and just, the game just said, we didn't balance this, handle it. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. I freaking loved that game so much.
1: I loved that attitude. Like I understand why other people like raid content and the high degree of coordination and the the scripting of the fight and the everyone needs to perform their allotted action in the correct way. But I, for me, it was so much about the City of Heroes attitude of here's what they do, you fucking sort it out. And there was no right answer. There was just enough good. Like, well, if we if we bring enough regen debuff, then we'll just pound straight through that stupid toggle. Have we running.
0: Try- How much have we got? Have we tried (laughs) punching it harder?
1: (laughs) Let's get some rat controllers all up (laughs) in.
2: In in the last raid that they released in City of Heroes for its grand finale, there was a fight where there was a mega powerful boss, and he had all these buffs. He was very very hard to hurt, and what you were meant to do was run around, get standing these columns of light that gave you a buff, and then you could pound away at the guy and you know, beat him that way. Uh, and they, you know, you had to move around and pick up the right columns of light at the right time. Yeah, and there was the late
1: a... content was getting a lot closer towards WoW raid content. Yeah, well
2: this was this was optional content as well. It wasn't nearly as required as as like wow, dungeon content is. But uh, this this had a badge associated with it called the hard way, which was do it with only four of the eight columns of light, which was basically saying do it very efficiently, kill do do a lot of damage with those light buffs, and right, and then once you got that, it unlocked the next tier, which was the really hard way, which was do it with no light at all. Just punch a guy. Just punch the guy hard
0: enough.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, it is. I may be missing out because of my somewhat limited MMO experience, but it's also the first MMO I've seen where they have multiple, like, species you can play, but it, it's fucking up to you as to make them. Like, you want to be, I don't know, an alligator? Go ahead!
2: You made an alligator. <laughs> make
1: it. Th- oh yeah, I made Black Cayman. <laughs> yeah, you made an
0: alligator. Uh-
1: uh, you know, you, you want to be a werewolf? You want to be a vampire? Okay, we're not putting him in the law so much, but, you know, it, it's a multiverse comic book universe. Make whatever the fuck you want we, jam it on in there it's it, cool there's room
2: if you wanted to make a if you wanted to make your vampire a mesh shirt dog collar trench coat wearer sure we've given you trench coats and dog collars and mesh shirts and and you can have a blood decal and maybe you could use powers that you feel represent a vampire go for it or do you want to have a top hat and big pointy ears like Otto von Schreck? Uh, yeah go for it we could do that too
1: you want to just be a, a creepy of stretched out humanoid flesh with pointy bits like nosferatu have we got news for you oh yeah they yeah I Ah, there was a level of freedom in that game that I still haven't seen matched by anything that's come out since. I
2: just want to disagree with you slightly in that you do have a fairly wide experience of MMOs. I do. Well, consider you've played Lineage, you've played Ion, you've played World of Warcraft for over a year, you've played City of Heroes for multiple
1: years. Also Guild Wars.
2: And Guild Wars 1, you have a fair bit of experience and certainly time invested in how MMOs play. Just don't sell your opinion short, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) Well, I... I just know there's a wealth of them out there that I haven't bothered with, like your tabula rasas and... Nobody bothered with tabula rasa. (laughs) Okay, but aside from that, the the you know litany of of Star Wars games. Mm. You're going to say Hellgate London, and you guys are going to use the line again.
2: (laughs) Nobody's nobody bothered with
0: Hellgate London. Nobody bothers with the spaceship because wait, no.
1: And uh, what else was there? There was like Rift
0: or yeah, uh,
1: something else that came around about that time, and and the Lord of the Rings MMO. What I think played any EverQuest to be sure.
2: Champions Online, DC Universe Online, D
1: Online.
2: What really I think comes up here is that you and I were in town Online where we were playing Warcraft. <laughs> that
1: was just City of Heroes, Second Life. You... <laughs> Second... I never logged into Second Life. It's true.
2: You, you and I were connected with a friend who was at that time very interested in a particular experience in World of Warcraft and to pursue that experience was willing to try a lot of different MMOs. Hmm. So we wound up getting onto this cycle of oh this one's going to be better than WoW. Oh this one's going to be better than WoW. Oh this one's going be to WoW. oh, be better than WoW. And at the end of every one of those sentences there's this little tiny mumble of yeah well I'm playing WoW now <laughs>
1: <laughs> for me, it wasn't so much that. For me, it was, this one looks looks better than WoW, like, because I on. have my problems with WoW. Once again, I found Cataclysm was actually fun, but I have never, ever, ever, for a moment been happy with WoW's aesthetic. Like, I am just not into here are tiny, sexy women and giant, meaty men. Uh, no.
2: If you could have giant, meaty women and tiny, sexy men, I'd be actually okay with that. But <laughs> I,
1: If you had any ability to mix that up, if you could even be, like, a taller, tiny, sexy Woman than the other tiny sexy woman. Have I told you about
0: Final Fantasy fourteen yet? <laughs> we have. <laughs> I played.
1: have. I have about four characters on Final Fantasy fourteen.
2: What did you think of the character customization there?
1: Eh, limited. I. It was always going to be limited because they have built-in races. Mm. Um. I was a little disappointed with the gender dimorphism there as well, because yes, you could have a giant, uh, buff woman, at least, but she could never be as giant and buff as a guy of her species. And that's, that's what bothers me. It's always the points of comparison. I mean, WoW is, WoW is one of the worst cases for this because everything has, you know, tiny, petite women compared to huge, giant men. At the best, you're gonna get roly poly feminine woman. That's yeah. the closest you are ever gonna get.
2: And to- like, Draenei are seven feet tall. But male drainai are eight feet tall <laughs> and about that wide. Yeah,
1: they're seven feet tall, but they're still shaped like lingerie models with, uh, you know, digitigrade legs.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> they're bootylicious. And the male drainite are built like fridges. Yeah, they're, they're and are again, square. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm going, oh, well, no one should want to look like that. I know some friends who love no, how drainite dudes want
1: look. Variety,
2: yeah, just the ability to choose is nice. And City of Heroes gave that to us, even with even with City of Heroes' dimorphism issues, it did still have some. There were some hair. Hairstyles, for example, that didn't translate across. Most
1: of the hairstyles were exclusive. Most of the clothing wasn't by the end of it, which was nice. But there was always the persistent problem of the female sliders for body shape pretty much ended where the male ones began, which was mighty frustrating. But there was always the opportunity for me to just go, okay, like everyone else's girl character is sort of your five foot ten sexy superhero type girl, and I'm just gonna make like a huge one wearing all the chunky. Bits of armor and being you know eight feet tall and i couldn't make stuff that stood up to the other characters at least Anyway, I've gone on about this for a long time. I do quite like Final Fantasy XIV. I'm very fond of Rogan and Derek. They're neat. I was disappointed that the... Um, is it the Mikote? Are the cats? I think that's the called? Mikote. Yeah. Um, I, I was a bit disappointed that the, the guys were so much more like guys by comparison. <laughs> so much so that when I made a male Mikote, I just used the girl body. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I remember finding the promotional material for Final Fantasy Fourteen has this very interesting dimorphism of its own in that the ads that they send to people like the the, the promos and the stand ups and the things you see in stores that are like, you know, buy Final Fantasy Fourteen. They're very evocative of the old um the Final Fantasy. Are you
1: thinking of Amano?
2: Amano? Amano, that's it. Yeah, Amano style of art.
0: So it's
1: bad.
2: Like that Final Fantasy 4 style long spiraling pirouettes and what minarets and what, whatever the Have hell.
1: Have you looked closely at the Final Fantasy 14 logo?
2: Yeah, it's it's like four or five different suits of armor <gasps> lapped over each other, isn't it?
1: No, it, it's a whole, it's a mess of characters. It's like you can Raiden and identify. Diablo. <laughs> You can identify the individual characters if you look closely at it, but bizarrely front and centre is a woman charging with her ass towards the camera, so it's like she's throwing herself backwards, sticking her bum out and her skirt's all blowing up. That's it's like Mika. this weird random panty shot in the middle of the Final Fantasy XIV logo.
2: That's very them. but <laughs> so, so you have this sort of you know, two-colour style of, uh, of that rich blue on white, and you have that very artistic yeah. stylistic... You know, that, that's how they promote the game to get you to buy it. Once you've bought it, the emails they send you of like, hey, we're doing this thing Final Fantasy fourteen, maybe resubscribe, are things like shirtless Mikote boys at the beach splashing each <laughs> other with water.
1: Yeah, well, they know what people are actually in this game for. <laughs> this is... This, this is a... Uh... All the emails I get are just fucking moogles. I'd <laughs> <laughs> say this is like an eth- ethnocentric advertising thing because this is exactly what... Exactly like what all the advertising I received for Lineage and Ion was like as well. It was... Like, they, the sites and whatnot had a sort of we're taking this seriously veneer over the top of them, but every time they sent you marketing stuff, it was like, you know, hey, cute J-pop costumes are like Easter bunny suits. Or, Look at your cute, cute, cute characters, everyone.
2: Uh, there, there is a series of continuity with the way games get made. You can usually go, all right, this game is like WoW, but the aesthetic is more, you know, hardcore, or this game is like...
1: <laughs> like WoW, well, but, like WoW, well, but, yeah, you can like use- WoW, but.
2: You, certainly, for fantasy games, you can usually use WoW as your sort of benchmark. <laughs> and indeed, you can point like I say, okay, Final you can Fantasy do that with
1: anything. That's true. I it's was like, like what it's like that? WoW but modern. <laughs> I wasn't thinking what you could, just what people do. Yeah,
2: still, the, the point is that there is a sense of uh, a common language in the form of World of Warcraft, and sort of permutations off that. With, say, for, for example, Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV, uh, a friend refers to that as a theme park MMO, where what you're doing is you're going to a new location, you're enjoying the spectacle of being there, there's something there that will be like the ride of that area, you <laughs> do that thing, and then you can come back or go or whatever you want. World of Warcraft, he claims, uses the same model and final fantasy 14 is just like a better looking better balanced version of that and i don't know if i agree with him i'm not expert uh, enough to say it's i not agree.
0: better balanced
2: <laughs> I I honestly cannot say I haven't played World of Warcraft in a, a year. That
0: means I press two buttons. Oh jeez, so means it also... I, I means I use heavy lance and then I press impulse drive and then I press impulse drive and, then I, impulse drive, and <laughs> then I press impulse drive and then I press impulse drive and then I have to put heavy lance back up again before I go back to impulse drive. Now related,
1: what am I rugged Rugadin was a uh, a lancer aspiring to be a dragoon of some sort.
2: Now related to that, and then, then I
0: press impulse drive
2: is that there has to to be something
1: that's my hokey cupid profile name.
2: that sits on the other side of the spectrum, as it were, the counterweight to our sins of, well, this art's kind of cheesecakey and this art's kind of you know a bit a bit fanservicey, but you know it could be worse. There is a place where it is worse, and that's <laughs> Terra free
0: to, free to play Korean MMOs.
2: Oh, I...
1: yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I think
2: I think Terra is a free to play Korean MMO now. Uh, yeah, Terra, I have. I have a level capped character in Terra. Why? I haven't. Pl- I have you never played Terra. Th- I have an account with Terra. I made a character. I looked around. I went. I don't think.
0: I
1: feel yeah.
2: dirty. I need a shower. I'm. I'm not comfortable with just how much. I need of an adult. These strangers I'm seeing.
1: Why are you level capped?
2: Because they did a promotion after you had your account, and they said, "Tell you what. Because we're trying to make sure more people can get to experience the great, wonderful endgame of Terra, we're going to level boost one character on your account. Ah. Just send us their name." And I left that email sitting with dust collecting. A month later, we chose this character of yours to get to the level cap. So I have a level cap character in Terra. Mm, nice. He's, he's a red-skinned devil boy who is wearing most of a shirt.
1: Yeah. Um, Same. <laughs> <clears throat> that right there, if your MMO thinks that it's a good idea to automatically boost someone to the level cap because the content at the end is what really matters... Fuck your MMO.
2: <laughs> you've, you've made a mistake.
1: Nah, all this, the idea of the things that you have to do with an MMO, like, oh, of course you'll raise the level cap every expansion. It was, as a City of Heroes player, it was immensely frustrating to watch all these things become accepted norms and go, my game didn't do that. You don't, you don't have to do that. You know, it's mm. not required. You, if your game is fine as it is, you don't have to do that.
2: Uh, and then game City of does. Heroes
1: got shut down. Yeah. But not for any fault of its own. <laughs>
2: Another game that does something similar with regards to not raising the level cap in a weird way, is the Secret World.
1: Ooh, yeah, they have like a 20 level cap across the board. 10. 10, wow.
2: Yeah, Secret World uses, um, it, first start, it uses four unconnected forms of advancement in that you gain ability points, which let you buy abilities, the buttons you press. You get skill points, which let you increase your ability to use items. And then they have item level, which is basically from 1 to 10, item level is meaningless. It's just, can you use level 2 act yet, you can use sorry level two hammers yet. Okay, you can. Great, cool. Use a level two hammer. That's that's whatever. Um, and so you're leveling, and then when you hit the level cap. It's like, okay, cool. You don't have to worry about leveling up anymore. You're level 10. You'll still level to pick up more abilities, and now now it becomes this matter of like jigsawing together your personal play style of abilities and watching all these synergies click together, which is quite confusingly written. I i do <laughs> think that they could do a better job of presenting how these things interrelate to each other.
1: Isn't that kind of the tale of City of Heroes? Oh, like, yeah. Uh, sorry, not City of Heroes, Secret World. Like, it is very interesting and very different, but you do, you, you have to put in the work kind of thing. Like,
0: I play. I played, so I played Secret World for a little while, got the level up, looked at it, said,
1: "Nope, I'm done." <laughs> yep. It's, uh, obtuse is the word I'm looking for. Def- I think.
0: Definitely
2: obtuse, and, and occasionally charmingly tone deaf. Like you know, it is kind of cool that they have as this central plot element of like, yeah, the Native Americans are are all like, yeah, whatever about the Cthulhu creatures because they've killed them before. <laughs> Why did they kill them before? Because Vikings brought Excalibur over. Oh, come <laughs> ah, come <laughs> on. Ah. You you could have just had the Native Americans do it on their own, you know? They didn't need a white guy with Excalibur. I
1: want one of these strategy games to be the the Native Americans versus the Vikings. (laughs) We knew it happened! Yeah. Why can't we go there and do that fight? As opposed to one of the eras that has been done a million fucking times in strategy games.
2: And once again, back to Europe. Anyway. (laughs) Now. Ah. Now, um, as far as actually playing an MMO goes, the thing that really interests me is that since I stopped playing MMOs, I have played a ton more games. Like, there were years in City of Heroes was active where that was literally the only video game I played. <laughs> yeah,
1: that sounds about right. And
2: that's, that's okay, but it did mean that I was doing things like I bought Mass Effect during that period and then never played it, which, you know, that's not really a problem because it's Mass Effect 1, <laughs> but it still was a bit weird to realize that, you know, to sit there and go, I have owned this game for a year and this is a game that won awards. And I haven't even bothered to install it. Mm. Um, so there, there definitely is a, a personal investment of time, but that can be really valuable too. There, there's a, there's a comparison. Someone, I think it was Dan Olson, made of junk food games, which is you don't. It doesn't have to be good for you. It can just be there to sustain you. It can be there for an emotional reason rather than necessarily because you know it's some high and important part of piece of media,
1: like Rosalina.
2: <laughs> yes, like Rosalina. Uh, and the extra credits cast once referred to playing games for abnegation where sometimes you just want to dirtle around and do a thing you're comfortable with while you're thinking of other stuff or unwinding from other stuff you, you grind in a JRPG or log on to a low difficulty level in a shooter and just blow things up and MMOs are amazing for those abnegation spaces as well
1: wow yeah, I guess some of them are better than others. Mm. Like one of the things that has always frustrated me about non-city of heroes games is the uh, unless you're hanging around trash, like you mm. know, just things that you've massively out leveled you you can't just dismiss enemies. Yeah, and like in a lot of cases, they do things like, oh no, you get you get knocked off your mount if you get hit, and then you can't run properly or whatever, and. Uh, as opposed to, say, you can fly past those guys. You can fly past those guys even if they're like massively higher level than you, and maybe they will shoot you. That's not going to stop you from just flying past those guys, because y'all can fly!
0: That's
2: a, That touches on an interesting thing with the Warlords of Draenor. What games have you been
1: playing? <laughs> this sounds like nothing I've ever experienced. <laughs> You've never come across games where they will, like, unmount you for getting hit or won't let you mount up in combat or something like that and all your ability to move at any kind of speed is tied to mountedness?
2: Fox is thinking very much of Burning Crusade era WoW.
1: That was also a pain in the ass. I never got to mounts in Burning Crusade. This is just a WoW thing in general, though. Happens a lot less on flying mounts, I will grant you that. It's
0: because you can fly. <laughs>
2: Well, that's one of the things that got me interested in this discussion about Warlords of Draenor. Because in Warlords of Draenor, you can't fly in Draenor at patch release. And it wasn't until recently, and I say that with finger quotes, in the context of the, the patch's lifespan, that you were able to fly. And to fly, you had to travel to all the locations and get all these achievements. And it kind of sort of stood as this testament of like, we'll let you fly, but only after you've earned it which shows which shows a perspective on how you treat flight and how you regard it in one of the complaints that the blizzards devs had was that players who got access to flight in burning crusade early uh now because you hit level 60 it's like great you can fly fucking (laughs) fucking go to burning crusade and spend your whole time flying around there was that players would fly to quest locations do the quest mount up and fly away and they were saying that like that was a problem like the idea was that that was like there was some sort of mindset that didn't seem to recognize that that was the point of flying from the perspective of the player. So it
0: did make Burning Crusade a whole lot boring post Cataclysm. Uh
2: I don't know about boring per se. I like, would
1: that the leveling pace and the nature of the quests and the outdatedness of the content made Burning Crusade incredibly boring post Cataclysm. Uh,
2: just just to go back, um, when I say I don't know about boring per se, I just want to say that I'm I'm speaking from my personal experience, right? I'm not trying to. Say, no, Jeb, you're wrong uh, about feeling it boring.
0: However, Jeb, you're wrong. <laughs> no, no,
2: I, I, I'm i thinking about my own experience in Burning Crusade and remembering... I, I remember Burning Crusade, for me, post-cataclysm was mostly a festival of, oh, there's new dungeons, I am going to turn up and I am going to tank them, and people will call
0: me God. <laughs> my experience with Burning Crusade post-cataclysm was, okay, how quick can I get to Northrend? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My experience me, with, what with, made with, it... with, with uh, the Outland and Burning Crusade was... Whoa, look at these mushrooms, those are cool Mm. And I actually (laughs) had to go around And see stuff, and it was neat And then didn't have that in Cataclysm yeah, I'll,
2: I'll definitely give that to it. I know that during uh, post-Cataclysm Outland, what I tended to do was to look upon the zones as a sort of buffet of like, all right, I'll probably get to high enough level to do one of the next zones in this zone. So I'm going to go this one area, then I'm going to go do Zangamarsh, and then I'll go do Blade Talon Mountains, and I think that'll be my Outland experience. But I did it like 12 times, so...
1: I... Look, having to walk around and explore stuff is fun and interesting, but the nature of wham- isn't so much that as fucking back and forth again and again and fucking again. Less so in the areas they revamped, but Burning Crusade was still really fierce for it. And I'm fine with you know having to walk a place and and explore the first time, but when it becomes routine, mm. th- there's no sense of wonder there anymore.
2: Well, that might also be a thing that you and I brought from City of Heroes, and that when I got to when I got to World of Warcraft, the question I was asked was, "What character do you want to main?" I was like, "What the fuck's a main?" <laughs> I, I, I in City of Heroes, I had forty Lots of people characters. people in
1: City had mains.
2: That's true, but they were weirdos. <laughs> I had 40-odd characters, and so when I started playing City of Heroes, I was like, oh, I like tanking, so I'll make a bear tank, and I'll make a warrior tank, and I'll make a paladin tank, and I'll make a death knight tank, and I'll have four different tanks, and I'll level them all up. And that, when you hit Pandaria, for example, in a fresh expansion, for me especially, it's like, okay, the leveling process is slow, and now I have to do it
1: Oh, yeah, it's the same for times. every character. Yeah. Like, you get a bit of choice. There's, there's a fork here and there.
2: Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that that's a bad way to design. It. It's just that my playstyle didn't mesh with it at all. Well,
1: given how important alting is to me, I don't particularly care for it either. I think you should have a choice about how you want to get from one level to another.
0: But whatever you do, don't give them the levels, right?
1: (laughs) Yes, don't give them the... Well, that's the thing. Leveling up should be the majority of the fun in your game because it's going to be the majority of the time in your fucking game. So if the majority of your game is just a thing I have to get through to get to the bit you think is actually going to be fun... Well, therein
2: lies an interesting question in that is leveling meant to be a bulk of your game? In our experience of World of Warcraft, it definitely was because what did we do once we leveled? We did dungeons at the cap, but we didn't raid and there are going to be people for whom raiding is the bulk of their experience in World of Warcraft, and for those people, all the leveling process does is give you a vague introduction to zones and areas where there's going to be stuff to do later. So I Also, an to...
0: in instruction guide on how to play your character.
2: That too. Though That's once you hit level thing, caps, yeah. that often gets thrown out the window.
1: I've had characters level boosted on games like WoW and not known what the fuck to do with them because all that experience of learning how to play this goddamn character has gone out the window. Yeah. So here, here's a fully formed level 50 go kill some stuff uh which button does what m mm. and yeah, don't my oxy oh, here has had a four I could go to read a guide about that 4
0: uh. 4 <laughs> 4 5
2: four, 4 oh you're
1: playing a lancia <laughs>
2: now like in City of Heroes you had a similar problem especially because of how forgiving teaming was you could often wind up in 8-man 8-person eight, man, eight, man, eight person teams with I, I, I routinely had this happen where I was watching one player who quite clearly didn't have a clue what they were doing at all and was quite convinced that they were really good because they were like you know I'm on 8-person te- teams all the time I'm always I, I, I've leveled really fast my characters are always involved I've got all these achievements like yeah because the game is designed to handle large-scale bun fights and you don't have to be very good it, certainly, if there are seven other people, all of whom are punching above one person's weight. Yes, true. Uh, which, which is really weird. You, you, I would get into teams where there was like me and say Pendix and five total carries. And that was okay. We would have fun, especially on double XP weekends, because what you were really there for was, do we have a big team? We have a big team. That means we get lots of enemies. Lots of enemies means lots of punching. <laughs> and we like that. Uh, so it's not its not like City of Heroes was immune from the don't learn your character style of play.
1: No, but less prone to it, I would say. With the exception of people who actually took advantage of the stuff you weren't really supposed to do to power level. Mm. But power leveling is always going to have that effect.
2: Also, as a tangential point, um, it, you weren't going to get yelled that nearly as hard like in World of Warcraft if you go into a five person dungeon oh. and you don't know how to play your character someone's probably yeah Rennos get...
1: are assholes in most you're games. probably
2: going to get someone mad
1: City was kind of special in that regard as well but maybe I was just lucky
2: and, and on a social front it is worth remembering that if you do go into a group experience in any MMO you are effectively spending time with other people they might not have as much time to spend doing things as you do they might not have the same relationship to the game that you do and so I can I can, I can understand people getting upset and stressed and sad about their time being, from their perspective, spent badly. But that doesn't give them a right to be shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's a line between that and being an asshole to a random person.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: And that's mostly the responsibility of, of the community you allow to uh, develop in your game.
2: Well, that's part of why I that's part of why the idea the problem of this is that even if no one's mad at you, it's still very possible to feel really bad that you made everyone have a bad time. Time. Oh sure. And that's that's one of the side effects you get of these really tuned experiences that World of Warcraft is fond of. Especially when you have very different impact. Like a crap tank makes the experience crap for oh. five people. Yeah, that's true. A crap damage dealer makes the
1: experience crap for probably just themselves. <laughs> Anywhere below the level cap, they probably don't make the experience particularly noticeably worse for anyone. Mm. At least if it's well, okay, maybe they fixed this in recent expansions, but the last time I played tanks were pretty much better than anything below the level cap
2: we were pretty so broken
1: a good tank could just straight up haul the group through an encounter <laughs> get on the shoulders come on <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I do remember it did get me somewhat of an unpleasant ego towards the midlife of cataclysm where the forums were populated by tanks going oh this stuff is impossible to do with random players and I was doing it with random players multiple times a day so it was very you know turn up in the dungeon saying I know what I'm doing I know what I care about that healer is my only priority if anything <laughs> you do gets you killed that's on you stick close do what I say we'll all be fine and most of the time yeah little Bossy boots. I, I was a total bossy boots, and I and most of the time I would have players who were new to these dungeons, who were scared of these dungeons, going, "Oh my goodness, thank you, thank <laughs> thank you for just pointing me at stuff." That's Which actually was really interesting.
1: That's actually key to a lot of the difficulty I have with WoW, because that you have a situation where you can be okay. I know how to do this. Mm. I will give you the instructions as we go along. That is like a major fun sapper for me. Yeah, and, and I
2: and I relaxed on that one. Once I became more aware of what a dick I was being, which is, (laughs) hey, does anyone else know how to do this dungeon? If you don't, I can guide you through it.
1: This is always a tricky thing, though, because for some people, that's the point of it. Like, especially for the people who enjoy hardcore raiding, that's what they're here for. And I don't want to tell them they shouldn't be able to have their fun their way. Mm -hmm. I just (laughs) guess all I'm saying is I miss my game where I could have my fun my way. (laughs)
2: And you're always rolling the dice.
1: Hmm?
2: When it comes to doing random encounters, in, in, wow, you're always rolling the dice. You might wind up in a team with four lemon heads.
1: Oh, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm not even really talking about how good or bad other players are.
2: Uh, sorry, I mean rudeness-wise. Oh, right. Like, socially, they could be total jerks.
1: Yeah, I went up with some massive assholes.
2: Yep, that was the Downloadable Concept Podcast. Once again, that was Jeb. That was Fox
1: and that was challenge.
2: Tune in next week when we'll be discussing Nintendo's release of a device that will clear up the people on your co- instant communication systems that aren't worth your time. Yes, it's the Super Nofrando. Let's talk about video games.